The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Hum Nutrition. So this is an all-natural line of supplements, powders, and gummies that are backed by clinical results. They're sustainably sourced, non-GMO, and free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, and preservatives. They also have many vegan options, which we love. They offer 30 targeted beauty boosting formulations that work from the inside out to support glowing skin, our fave, clear and youthful complexion, amazing, shiny hair, improved mood, and a healthy body. They have a red carpet glowing skin supplement, a daily cleanse, and even runway ready packets to throw in your smoothie or your handbag. I personally love the D3 tell you more about it in this episode, but basically it's just all things that are very TSC. Get your personalized product recommendations at humnutrition.com and take 20% off your first purchase when you enter the code TSC20 at checkout. Again, that's humnutrition.com and use promo code TSC20 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Tax Act. Okay, it's tax season, but that doesn't mean you need to feel overwhelmed and underprepared. Use this year to start to take advantage of your deductions and save some money. Most people do the bare minimum to file a simple return. This is a huge mistake in my opinion. There are so many deductions and opportunities that you can take advantage of if you play it smart, which just means more money in your pocket. With Tax Act, you have a partner and a tool that can help maximize credits and deductions. You don't have to worry about errors and audits because you have an accuracy guarantee. So many of you are starting your writing career, blogging career, vlogging, podcasting, influencer careers, and you need to know how to maximize your deductions and credits for the best tax outcome. So to try Tax Act, go to www.taxact.com forward slash self dash employment. That's www.taxact.com forward slash self dash employment. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! What is happening, guys? We are back with the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This week is fire. I'm so excited. We have Kate Somerville on the podcast. Kate is a widely respected esthetician and the founder of Kate Somerville Skincare. So excited. I really, really enjoyed this conversation because not only did we talk about skincare, but we also dove into her entrepreneurial career, which is quite impressive. This episode is filled with advice for young entrepreneurs, growing a brand before social media and with celebrities, and buying Sean Connery and Johnny Depp's house. Yes, I know. Weird. It's a good one, though. So we're back. We're here. I'm Lauren Everts, the creator of The Skinny Confidential, a blog, brand, and podcast, obviously. And I'm Michael Bostic. I'm an entrepreneur and business operator, recently the CEO of Dear Media, taking over the podcast space. Or trying to. I should also say that I am so fucking jet lagged. We are very jet lagged. We just got back from Europe, as some of you guys know. Last week, we were in London, and yeah, we're jet lagged. But I do not believe in jet lag. I just want to power through it, and you know, my eyes probably don't look the best. No, you look like literally a cartoon. Listen, your eyes are are puffy too, and you you know, usually you have all your skincare on point, but with the jet lag, I could tell like you're no, I'm you're a, a little off. Today. I'm a little disoriented because my facial massager ran out of charge, so I have to charge it. 
And all I want to do right now is get into bed with like Gigi crackers with locks and capers and maybe some red onion and a bunch of lemon and drink a Spindrift grapefruit in bed while watching Vanderpump Rules. You know, I was just thinking before we started recording this, is it's 10 o'clock right now on Monday night. And this will release, you know, tonight at midnight, which, or no, tomorrow at midnight. So it's 12.01 a.m. Tuesday morning, technically, is when this releases every okay. time. And I was thinking, I wonder if... You know, we like to be up to the current events and we like to get the intro in right before so that we, you know, you know, we're right up to date before the episode releases. But I'm wondering if I should just put out a memo to everybody that I work with and say, listen, on Tuesday mornings, every Tuesday that I get to sleep in a little bit, because what will happen is I'll stay up till midnight tonight and then I'll go to bed and get up at like 536 and then I'll have you know, no sleep and then I'll operate all day. So I'm wondering if I should get like that extra couple hours. It's like, I don't know, but you just told everyone your whole like life calendar. So thanks for that. Well, you know, cause it's fucked up. Cause listen, I, I still am standing by that. I want to go in bed with the locks and salmon plate. Yes. But I'm saying after you, when you while you're having your locks and salmon plate, I'm going to be slaving away yeah. over the computer, slave editing the slave. intro. Slave v slave. God, I will man. be in bed watching Vanderpump rules, probably already asleep because I'm so tired. So, this weekend was like, we literally landed and we had to work all Friday into the night. I was falling asleep. We did a shoot. Um, I got to be behind the scenes with Wu. We did a Wu, Wu photo shoot. Wu photo shoot. And um, we woke up the next morning at five in the morning, which is always fun because Michael has to immediately spring out of bed. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. I almost don't want to talk too much about Wu right now because literally we've had to stop talking about it on this show. Because we're going to sell out. It's going to be gone. And we're waiting on new inventory. And they'll be here early next week. But I guarantee by the time that this this airs, that Woo is going to be completely sold yeah, out. And, and Weston's going to have a panic attack. Yeah, Weston's going to have There's a, a lot of people out there that are really liking that coconut lube. Yeah. So, It's slippery anyways. and slidey. Actually, right now, guys, don't go to the site and don't buy any lube. Just take it easy on the lube for a little bit. <laughs> because we're running low. Um, and then on Saturday, we worked out and then we went to our friend Wolfgang who's five years old his birthday party is it weird that I had a better time at the five-year-old birthday party than I have had at any of our friends birthday parties in the last four years no you were just excited because he was having this big moment where the theme was nights and um I dressed as a princess for five seconds and Michael dressed as a gesture and Michael's the type of person that he had to buy five costumes on Amazon and put them together. Thankfully, I brought back a pair of Moroccan slippers that you still haven't told me it was a great idea from Morocco. They were yellow and pointy and just amazing. You tried not to wear them, but I insisted. Who knew they would have act- that they would have come in handy? They really came in handy. Admit it. You were allowed to have birthdays from one. Oh, here we go. To ten. You use the, it's my birthday then card. Then I think you have no. to take a break until 13. Okay, but you use the, it's then, my birthday card, Michael. Then 16, then 18, then 21, and then nothing until 30, okay, and then 40. Your birthday was March 28th, and you use that, it's my birthday card. I use, I didn't use it to celebrate. I used it to get you to not complain to me during, you that, used it during to that, me. that day. I had 24 hours where I was trying to get you to just like take it easy on me. Next year, I'm going to say you can't use that anymore. That's fine. All right. Just so you know. I'm So you're going to complain about me using it to get you to stop complaining. <laughs> so yeah. 
five-year-old birthday parties are lit. I didn't know that I would be the only one dressing up, though. So that was a little bit awkward when I went in there and all the parents were looking at me. They thought that I was the hired help. Like, what was that guy's name? Dumbo, Bumbo, Bimbo. What's his name? Who? The clown that everybody used to hire. Bozo. Bozo. That's what I'm looking for. You know what was so annoying, though? It's like you were in your gesture outfit. And how do you, how do you, what are you saying? It? How are you saying it? How do I say it? Let's say it. Go ahead. Gesture. 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 <laughs> Michael, I'm jet lagged. Come on, man. I'm waiting for my salmon locks moment. Um, it, what's funny though is that you had to change like the second you got there. Well, no, th- it's one because you, you I felt let it set in. I felt like a fool. <laughs> Get it, Lauren? A little play on words there. Fool, because I was the just. But um, I felt like a fool because I was the only one dressed up. But then. I started having a panic attack because I was the only one dressed up. And then on top of that, it was polyester and it was blazing heat. And I was in like a jester hat and a, you know, the shoes, Moroccan shoes and everything. So I just had to get the hell out of there. And I think I scared some of the kids. All right. Well, enough of the birthday parties. Let's get into the him and her tip of the week real quick before we get into the interview. Lauren, what do you got? I'm going to go first. My her tip is random, but it's something that has really worked for me. And I, oh, I've i been wanting to share it on the podcast for a while. I've talked about it on the blog. But about a year ago, I went to this holistic health clinic. It's kind of by my house. It's in Del Mar and it's called Spark Health. So what I did there was I got my blood drawn, which if anyone knows me, knows I hate more than life. <laughs> like it's, it's my worst nightmare, you know, and saw when that, that person fell on all the needles, that's my version of hell. Anyway, they drew my blood. And like I said, it was horrific and horrible because I'm a baby and I faint at the sight of needles. Um, but they laid me down and they made the process really nice and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Anyway, this needle situation guys was necessary because I wanted to check my vitamin levels and they check like a bunch of different levels. I don't want to give you the names of them because they're all scientific. But anyway, the clinic was great. It was easy. And when the results came back, I found out that there was two things going on. One was that I have off the charts, super, super high cortisol. Like You don't say. (laughs) Insane. We're working on this though. We're doing meditation and yoga and deep breaths, Vanderpump rules. (laughs) And I also found out that I was super, super low on D3. Okay, now people are going to say this is because I don't go in the sun, but that is actually not why. So apparently it's genetic. And I found out my dad's super low and my grandma was super low too. So um, anyways, I highly recommend getting your levels checked. It's super interesting if you have a clinic nearby you. um, And you'll just learn a lot about your blood work. So my next thing is to do 23andMe. Has anyone tried that? If you have, let me know. Okay, so before I get sidetracked on that though, I wanna talk to you guys about my solution to being low on D3 and what I did because I gave you my solution for what I'm doing for being high, a very high in cortisol. But for D3, it's something different. So this again is something I blogged about a year ago, but it's something that I still use on a day-to-day basis. I just brought it on vacation actually. So Hum Nutrition. This is an all-natural line of supplements, powders, and gummies that are backed by clinical results, sustainably sourced, non-GMO, and free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, and preservatives. They also have vegan options, which is amazing. So I've been taking their D3 for the past year. I love it. It's small. It's easy to swallow. It's efficient. They also offer 30 targeted beauty boosting formulas that work from the inside out to support glowing skin, which we love, 
and they have one for a clear and youthful complexion, which we love part two, um, shiny hair, improved moods, and a healthy body. They have a red carpet glowing skin supplement, a daily cleanse, and even runway ready packets to throw in your smoothie or your handbag. So just all things that are very TSC-esque. So Hum Nutrition's mission is to turn the beauty routine inside out and have inter-health as a starting point of every beauty self-care routine with a focus on prevention and long-term care, not just damage control and covering things up. So you guys know I'm personally all about preventative measures. That's kind of Hum's whole focus. Just so you know, without enough D3, you're more likely to be depressed and you're more at risk for heart disease and cancers. You're also more likely to develop arthritis. So I eat a lot of salmon, which is filled with D3. I like to eat my vitamins, but I also take hum D3, so I'm good now. Also, you should always take vitamin D3 with healthy fats so it absorbs best. So take it with like coconut oil or avocado. And about 42% of U.S. adults are deficient in D3, if you guys are wondering. Anyway, HUM is demystifying supplements and making them chic. Seriously, guys, the colors are so fab. I'm not joking. Go look at their website. And they connect users with a free personal RD nutritionist via a quick online evaluation. This person will personalize a product recommendation based off your goals and needs. So you can go on there and get like your own personalized evaluation, which is amazing. If you can't do the clinic thing, guys, no worries, because you can just use that. All of this happens online and to make your life easier, Hum Nutrition ships right to your doorstep and offers flexible money-saving monthly plan options. Get your personal product recommendations at humnutrition.com And you can take 20% off your first order when you enter code TSC20 at checkout. That's TSC20 at checkout. Pick up some D3. Let me know what you think. I also take D3, Lauren, if you didn't know that. I don't know how my levels are, but I take it. Good to know. I've been taking it for a while. I think maybe you copied me a little. Or did I copy you? Probably I copied you. Which brings me to my hymn tip this week. Okay. So here we go. Lauren, you ready for it? Drum roll. My tip this week is a skincare tip. No right? way. Yep. Skincare tip. I know. Weird coming from me. <laughs> but, you know, after interviewing so many people, Dr. Dennis, Kate Somerville, the Glow Recipe Girls. Your you, wife. Your I, I, I was going to say my uh-huh. wife. You basically have to be a complete blockhead to not pick some of it up and have it rub off on you a little bit. Um, so I have to say, guys, and Lauren will back me up here, that I have actually really, really grown to love to take care of my skin. I like to do it. Um, Not just because of the way it makes me feel. I mean, no, I was going to say not because of the way it makes me look, but because of the way it makes me feel. I like it. It's like a little routine I got going on. He really does, you guys. Yeah. It's cute. I like taking care of it. And, you know, growing up, I never looked at it, um, as many of you probably haven't either. I never you looked at my skin, say. which is weird because it's on my fucking face. You know what I mean? You'd think oh, I would oh. take a take a gander at it once in a while. Um, but it was just nothing. It was it never came up in conversation. My parents were never like, hey, what's going on with your skin? You know, just, you know, we weren't like sitting around the dinner table looking at each other's skin, I guess. But now... Our I'm family's going to be different. I'm looking at everybody's skin. Yeah. I, I walk by, I'm like, yo, that guy's a little dusty. That girl's a little dry. You know, this person's a little bit... <laughs> he really does do this. Yeah, oily, you know. You got to fix that. So I'm, yeah, that guy's got little bags and he's a little, you know, what's the the drainage under the eyes? You get a little puffy patch, you know, so I'm I'm watching it. Okay. I'm getting sidetracked on. 
So it was just something that I didn't wasn't aware that I needed to take care of. I thought it just took care of itself. Now I'm on cleansers and oils, serums, moisturizers, whatever, eye creams, whatever. I got the whole gambit of stuff. And uh, Kate Somerville actually hooked me up with a lot of stuff too. So thank you, Kate. Appreciate it. I'm using some of that stuff that you spray on the wrinkles. Got a lot of those going on. So uh, my skin is getting a lot better. It's looking a lot healthier. But I really do it because it feels better and I and the routine to me now is therapeutic. So I'm going to eventually, I know a lot of people keep reaching out, which is weird for, for me, asking me to do a post or a video or a podcast about the full routine. Um, but we don't have enough time for that right now. So today, if we don't have enough, we don't have nearly enough time, Lauren. Um, but today I'm going to basically give you a tip. If you're trying to get into skincare yourself or you're trying to convince your husband or your boyfriend... Um, you know, whoever it is to step it up in the skincare game. Um, this is how Lauren got me to do it, right? It's all so, about the manipulation. It's what's well, it's that, but also like, you know, you don't want to overwhelm people, which is, you know, these tips I want to be uh, practical and applicable. So Lauren got me two things to start. She got me a face wash and an oil. Thank God. And the wash I could use in the shower and the oil was for after. So after she introduced me uh, to those things, I started using for a little while and then she introduced me to a moisturizer and then a few weeks later, a serum and then a nighttime serum, then some mask. And everything I said he needs. Yeah. The point is I was slowly introduced and then trained like a dog to do these things, right? And we did them together sometimes, which I like. And then I would get rewarded with affirmations and compliments, which makes everyone feel good. And... All, and then I would also, if I didn't do it, I would get berated with, you know, hey, why aren't you doing it? That, you know, and so it was like, I would say not with that blackhead. We don't a good dog, bad dog type thing. And now I've done it for so long and just, you know, doing little baby steps that I can actually tell. And when my skin's suffering and my body tells me that something's wrong, it's that I need to take care of it. So I've gotten really used to, you know, taking care of it and I can actually feel like, or at least. I don't know if it's real or not, but I can feel when it's healthy and not healthy. And so when you're starting out and when you want to introduce your boyfriend or your significant other or yourself to these products, start slowly. Don't try to overwhelm people. You know, get a little routine going. Um, Don't give them 50 things. I recommend to start picking a solid face wash and then a serum to start. Do that for a month and then introduce more. And that's my tip this week is to slowly start taking care of your skin. It's important. You know, you do notice a difference. I used to look like an old weathered saddle, and now I just look like, you know, not such an old weathered saddle, just a little bit old. If you guys want to see Michael's skincare routine on my YouTube channel, then go to my latest picture on Instagram and hashtag Susan Skin Routine. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to take a poll. You're going to take, you always take polls. That doesn't mean anything in my Susan life. Susan Skin Routine on my latest pic. We're going to see. A lot of people want to see it. <sighs> All right. Okay, guys, time is running out. We are we are getting close to tax day. And if you haven't yet filed, now is the time. We're literally five days away before you get penalized. That's okay. Even with five days, with the right tool, you have time. So for the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about Tax Act. And we've been getting a ton of you providing feedback, asking questions. A lot of those questions are coming from people from all walks of life. Freelancers, influencers, bloggers, sales reps, chefs, nannies at this point. It's all over the board. Everyone wants to know the same thing. What can they do to take advantage of expenses for the maximum deductions and credits in the smartest way possible? And if you're making an independent income uh, off your clients or your business or your job or your brand, it's important to know what you can do to take advantage when you file your taxes. 
Lauren and I are not lawyers or accountants, and we can't give you all the answers, but at this point, we can point you in the right direction to help you save some money. It's important to have the proper tools and resources to do this stuff. That resource, and we've been talking about it, is Tax Act. Tax Act streamlines everything and helps you decipher what you can do to get the maximum deductions and credits when you file your taxes, which means, again, more money in your pocket. It's really important to be smart with this stuff. It makes a ton of difference financially. We all need to know what we can do to write things off. Using the freelancer content creator example, you could potentially write off all of your hosting and marketing expenses, all the different props and tools used to create content, your travel, your commute, etc. Do you have a home office? If you do, you can write off a portion of that as well. Many people don't know that if you're working from home. All of your web hosting, all the different independent contractors you pay, Speaking of contractors, are you making sure to 1099 everyone so you're paying to get the full expense? All this stuff can get really confusing and difficult to do on your own. I can't recommend using Tax Act enough as a tool to help you figure all this stuff out. I like Tax Act because they just rolled out a package for freelancers and independent contractors, which makes it really easy if you fit into either of those categories. When I first started out, I didn't know how to take advantage of any deductions or credits, so I lost out on a ton of money that I could have saved by being smart and using a tool to help me organize my expenses and figure out my deductions. So many of my friends that start businesses have no idea how to file their returns, and at the end of the year, it costs them a ton of money. So use a tool that can help you get the maximum deductions and credits so you can hold on to more of your hard-earned cash. This works for anyone who is filing their taxes independently, even if you're a W-2 employee. Tax Act is also backed by an accuracy guarantee, so when you guys are filing it, you don't have to worry about making mistakes during an audit. So before it's too late, we only have a few days left, go to www.taxact.com forward slash self dash employment. Again, that's www.taxact.com forward slash self dash employment. And the link will also be in the show notes. Kate Somerville is a widely respected esthetician with more than 18 years of experience in clinical skincare. She is the CEO and founder of Kate Somerville Skincare and has a flourishing Medi Skin Clinic in Los Angeles, next to Alfred's Coffee. People Magazine coined Kate as the A-list beauty guru, while Allure called her Hollywood's hottest facialist. Oh, I love a facialist. She has appeared on television shows including Good Morning America, Dr. Phil, and Access Hollywood. Kate's personal and professional experience served her as a guiding principle when she developed her own unique skin health pyramid, a simple and strategic guide to achieving healthy, radiant skin. Kate has been caring for people's skin for over 25 years, and she also happens to have worked with tons of celebrities. That's right. She has bottled Hollywood's best-kept secrets. Without further ado, let's meet Kate. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a simple question to start. Why skin? Well, for me personally, um, I had eczema as a kid, like really bad eczema. And, um, you know, growing up with that, number one, you're uncomfortable. And, And those of you out there that don't know what eczema is, it's basically your skin gets really red and flaky, and um, it's uncomfortable, it's burny, um, itchy. And so when I was young, my mom would take me to a lot of dermatologists and they would just give me prescriptions, you know. And and as I grew up, I didn't want to continue using the prescriptions because they have side effects. So we lived on a farm. And so she, we, um, she actually put goat's milk one day in my bathtub, like real goat's milk. And like I, I saw a change in my skin 
And so I honestly, I feel like that kind of made me have this compassion for people that had problematic skin. And I can really relate to somebody that's not comfortable in their own skin. Um, and that's really sensitive. And so I feel like that kind of drove me in a way. And I had a really good friend, you know, after I got through college and she was a dermatologist and she's like, you should get into skincare. Like, um, cause the medical world was kind of changing into skincare at that time. Like AHAs just came on the market. And so that's, that's how it all kind of became going into skincare. So there was lots of facets through my life and I love beauty. Like I, I love, you know, the, the pretty things in life, like even design though, too. So like interior design, that's what I went to school for. So I like to make everything around me beautiful. I love it. When you first, when you, you talked about being entrepreneurial, when mm-hmm. you first thought about going into skin, did you realize that there was a bit like a business now that you have a global brand now, but would, did you realize that at the time? How did you figure out that this was something that you could scale outside of just you as an individual? Well, um, at the time, um, a good friend of mine was doing her thesis and um, she decided to take my, like my project of being, because at the time I was a paramedical esthetician, meaning that I went into doctor's offices and it was a new concept. Like literally when I went around to the different doctors in my area to do skincare, they didn't, they were like an esthetician. Like, are you going to put my patients to sleep? Like they didn't even know what an esthetician was. And I was like, no, I want to do skincare in your medical office. And I ended up with plastic surgeons. And so her and I put this book together and we just, we researched the beauty industry and we knew this was a new thing. And so we were one of, well, I was one of the first ones to pave this way, um, being in a doctor's office. And um, I just, I, I learned a lot about skincare and I was in the treatment room really learning about skincare. But then I started working in different facets of beauty. So then um, a, a company called Biomedic, they asked me to come be a account executive and so I did that for a minute and I realized, God, I hate traveling. Um, <laughs> so, but I got that part of the business and trying to teach doctors how to become business people, <laughs> which was interesting. And then um, I decided to go into a really prominent plastic surgeon's office here in Santa Monica. And he was the one that um, really said, if you, if you want to be an innovator, you have to, you have to do your own line. You have to, you have to innovate. And so that's when Kate Somerville brand started. And so I feel like it was each step was a learning, a learning lesson of each part of the market. And I just kept my head down and like, I saw the vision of what I was doing. Like I was not a, like, You know, there's something called CEW, which is um, cosmetic women in business and um, executive women. And I was not a part of that world. I was literally a technician creating products for a need for my client. And then like a practitioner, a practitioner that that was just doing what I was doing. And so it wasn't like a premeditated like I 
I I read books of branding, so I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted the brand to be a brand, but it was like my career was each step was like the the fitting puzzle of that that step. So it, really, it was just driven from passion. So how do you go from working in a doctor's office to where you are now? Like, walk us through that. Oh, my gosh. So, well, guts for sure. Like, I'm just somebody that, like, is, as soon as I found out, um, you know, when I was ready to my I met my husband and we moved here and um, I was like, OK, I need to find like the top plastic surgeon. So I literally called the top guy and I was like. Okay, I this is the guy I want to work for. And I called and called and called until I got a hold of him. And he was like, whoa, you know, and I'm like, I want to start a skin clinic in your office. And he was like, okay, come aboard. So you just have to have guts like you like once you find your passion, you just have to go, you know, and you have to call the right people and you have to ask the universe for what you need. And then the second thing is you have to learn how to delegate. So that was the other thing. So once I figured out what I needed, then I would read and I would learn about like, okay, um, how do you do this? And so I just really like took every every opportunity and looked at it and talked through it and just had the guts. So you have to have the guts, right? But then if you look at things like, too big and too broad, it becomes paralyzing and scary, right? Because you feel like it's there's so much to take on, you can't do it. Too much, right? Yeah. So what I started doing, and this is something that I think every entrepreneur or every person should really adopt, is I started having a book of a list of things I needed to get done because the little details, like little small things become big things, okay? Whether it's like, Okay, like I didn't know how, like I, when I started Kate Somerville, my my own clinic, like I didn't know what POS system to like even do the, you know, the appointments, the computer system. And I was like, okay, I put that POS system, find out about that. And then I started reaching, reaching out and learning about POS systems, like the little details. Um, okay, I, I need to trademark Kate Somerville, like find an attorney to trademark Kate Somerville. And and you know what's so awesome about that book is I look back and I'm like, wow, all those little details ended up being this big thing. So your small habits created the bigger picture of the success. Yeah, and those little things. And, and two, like I love being able to cross that off my list. I know, it's, it's like, so satisfying. It is. It's like, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm an esthetician first. It's like, for me, like I love popping pimples and it's like so um, gratifying and it, that that list too is gratifying, you know? So let me ask you this. You started before a lot of the social media was available to us as a marketing yeah. tool. What were, what do you think some of the standout marketing tools that you used back then were? Was oh my it, gosh. Was it's it clients? So was it PR? Like how did, yes. how were you able to stand out? Okay. So this is something I learned. Remember when I told you like each step was a piece of puzzle? So I did some consulting for somebody that had a good, like she had a lot of celebrity clients and um, she had a publicist and I had never really understood that. And, um, and I was like, oh, okay. So she got a publicist 
to help spread the word. And so I ended up hiring her publicist, actually. And that helped. But but honestly, it was so different then um, than it is today. What do you think of publicist now? Do you think it's something that's still necessary or do you think it's changed so much that it's... I think it's necessary, honestly. It's just um, because that is a person that their sole job is to get the word out about what you're doing. And they have fingers in places that you don't have. And there's that delegation, right? So you need to delegate what you're not good at or what you don't have time. You need to focus on your your strength, strength, right? And wherever you don't have a strength, you need to find the right person for you to to you know do that strength. So I need a chef. Yeah. Thank you. I don't ask for much. Mm-hmm. Well, then, <laughs> I need an esthetician that lives with me. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Just put it out there and it'll come. So so you had a PR agent and mm-hmm. you she had fingers like you said where you didn't. Yeah. What were some things that really grew the business that maybe now you would use Instagram or social media, but back then what oh. did you do? But, well, what happened was I started doing a program with makeup artists in town that were freelancers that were, were working with celebrities. And so what and I... What, what year was this? Sorry. Oh my gosh. This is... Sorry, I'm going back. Um, 2004. Okay. Okay. So 2004. In 2004, what was big is Us Weekly, People Magazine. Like it was the rags. And um, so... My publicist and I put a program together with the makeup artists and we brought all the makeup artists in and we showed them what we do. And what we did then was so unique and still today. So like when you come into a Kate Somerville clinic, you see somebody, they do a consultation and you may see two or three people in one visit. So what we did that was so unique is we would cleanse your skin hydrate, moisturize, or sorry, hydrate, exfoliate. And then our nurse would come in, wheel in a laser, or if you needed muscle lift and restoration, like if you needed the muscle lift. So you would see maybe three or sometimes four people in one sitting, which was so unique. And our skin transformation is real. Like if you go to katesomerville.com and you go to Kate Can. There's some stories there that like we transform skin in a massive way. And so we showed our makeup artists, okay, this is what we do. And so they just start referring their clients to me. And back then it was, we didn't pay, and we still to this day don't pay anybody to say, you know, I go to Kate Somerville, I use Kate Somerville. It's real authentic. Um, And then the celebrities would just be like, uh, you know, what's your beauty program? And it, it would, they, so who were, who were some celebrities, if you can say that? Yeah, put you on the no, map? they were amazing. So back then it was Paris Hilton, Lindsay, um, Lohan, um, Nicole Richie. Like that whole group was super, super influential. And, and they were super supportive of the, of the brand. So supportive. And um, especially Paris, because Paris was huge all around the world. Like at one point she went to Japan and they asked what her beauty regimen was and and they said kate somerville and literally i think the country of japan like 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 for a year we were booked with 
you know, so many people um, from around the world because of Paris. People forget that she's still huge around the globe, right? People, she's a very well-known person. And she's, you know, it's funny because she's a very generous person. Um, People, like, I really know her and she she was like, she'd be on a, a musical, like when she was doing her music, and she'd be on in the recording studio. And if I had an event, she would drop everything and come. Not And literally, I didn't pay her a penny to do it. She just, she's like, I want to support you. Like, she was such a good, like, girl, like, person to to spread the word. Um, Jessica Alba was amazing. Um, and then Grey's Anatomy was huge then. So Kate Walsh and Deborah Messing, like, the whole cast of... Um, Grace and uh, Will and Grace came. I, it was just, it just like a domino effect where Paris was. came in and then everyone else came in? And yeah. it's like, so they just started telling all their friends. Yeah. Not only their friends, but the press. And so, like, we were in People and Us Weekly and all those rags weekly. And, but I have to say, the hard part was then the paparazzi started coming around. And I, I really saw, um, that negative part of the business um, just because they're so uh, invasive <laughs> invasive yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so funny because I watched them at one point um, when when Nicole had was pregnant they wouldn't even let her they pulled their car in front of her and that was the moment I was like I will never buy another rag again like I, I'm not going to support that you know, because it wow. was so invasive. Yeah. Like I I just saw, in fact, um, one of my estheticians, Kelly, who you saw. Sorry, Kelly, I'm, I'm spreading the word. But on TMZ, she was just on TMZ because she fell. And like not and the paparazzis did a whole they just watched her fall, didn't help her up. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I just. I, was, my, I used to get tattooed on, on Sunset at Shamrock yeah. mm-hmm. and David Beckham gets tattooed in there yeah. and he was there one day getting tattooed and they have to put up all the yeah. stuff in the windows yeah. and he was trying to pull out on his motorcycle and they did what you, yeah. they jumped in front of him and stopped him yeah. and his bike flipped over with him. A lot of people, yeah. they, it's, they're dangerous. Yeah. And so he's on the middle of sunset, like trying to pick up his bike. All, yeah. Luckily all the guys in the shop ran out there and, and picked it up, yeah. but it's crazy. Like you're putting people oh, in, in harm's way. Oh, they'll shove you. Yeah. Like they, they like shoved me out of the way all the time. It was, I, I don't know. I just, that part of the business, I was like, oof, but you know, that's the only, there's lots of negative parts of business, but that was one of them. There's one thing I wanted to ask you that I read, or maybe I heard you, your clinic here. Mm-hmm. On Someone told me that that used to be Sean Connery's townhome. Is that yeah. true? It has such amazing energy. And I feel like I'm kind of one of those woo woo people where, um, like I feel like spirits kind of stay around the energy, but the, who the James Bond spirit, <laughs> well, not James Bond because who built that? that building was the first woman to ever win an Oscar. Oh, that's so cool. Her her last name was Pickford and um, her husband did all the costumes for Wizard of Oz. Like, so it has this energy and um, my rent went up so much um, just because the street became popular because I was there before the street was popular. and I'm like, I just have to figure out a way to stay here because I just feel like the success of my business had something to do with that building. So then Sean Connery, it was his kind of digs for a while. And then I took it over from Johnny Depp. 
So okay. there's this awesome energy in there, but it starts with Mary Pickford for sure. Sorry if that was a tangent. I just thought it no, was something cool. No, it's to... awesome. I, I love the history. Of it's it. on the street. It's right behind Alfred's, you guys. Yeah. And I went in yesterday for my first facial with Kelly, not knowing what to expect. I yeah. had I'd never been there. And you're right. When you walk in, there is definitely an energy. energy. And there's this huge fireplace. Yeah. And it's very vibey. That's it what I would call it. It is. Yeah. It has it has old, like real old Hollywood energy. Totally. And I we cuz I went to school for design. Like design is my first love, believe it or not. And when when we went to design it, I'm like it has to stay like glamorous, you know? It feels like that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about skin cuz okay. you're obviously the yeah. guru here. Yeah. So what are some products that people can use at home to do a facial? Is there anything that, yeah. that you recommend a steamer? Totally. Say someone's at home. I, I love getting a facial all the time. It's yeah. like my thing. I like yeah. to sit and work on my phone and get a facial. Yeah. But sometimes it can be expensive. Yeah. What would you recommend? So I'm a huge proponent of doing at home facials. In fact, believe, you, believe it or not, I personally don't do a lot of facials because I'm busy and I also now live in Santa Barbara, so to get to my clinic is kind of, and I'm, I'm a mom too. So I do a lot of at-home facials. And the first thing that I do is steam. Like steam for me, and especially because I travel a lot on airplanes, it's the one thing that transforms skin immediately. So um, I cleanse, of course, and then I take a, a warm washcloth. I take a lot of baths, but you can do it in the shower or even... Um, at your sink get get your your washcloth pretty warm and then you just lay it over the skin for maybe two to five minutes and just the hydration alone will change your skin and then I'm a huge proponent of exfoliation um, and so my biggest product is called exfolicate I'm so excited yeah. to try that. Yeah, it's it's don't steal that Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, he's he can gonna steal use it. it too. <laughs> it, it lasts a long time. But what's unique about it is it has um, physical exfoliation. So it has little beads that lift the dead skin cells. And then it has a mask and it's, enzy it's enzymes. So what enzymes do is they, they actually dissolve dead layers of skin. So um, if I travel or if I really want to get that glow, I want to take that top layer off. So the new skin is shining through. It's like shiny and you know, more, it looks more hydrated because you've gotten that top layer of dead skin and dead skin is really dry skin. So a lot of people ask me, well, I'm dry. I'm scared to exfoliate. And I'm like, well, then you need to exfoliate a little bit more because dry skin is dead skin cells. So get rid of them. You say it's a mask. You, mm -hmm. Do you leave it on? You do. Okay. So you scrub around in like little tiny round circles to, to lift the dead skin cells. So those of you that are using a scrub at home, um, if it's just a scrub, what a scrub does is it just kind of roughs up that top layer of skin. It doesn't it doesn't get the the dead skin off. It just if you know anything about skin, um, the skin layers have little it's it's kind of like glue, right? And as the skin cell dies, it's laying on top and that glue. So if you're just doing a scrub, it's just kind of roughing things up. It's not dissolving it. And that's where the mask 
So you leave it on like a mask. And the, and what happens is the enzymes dissolve that dead layer. So then you have this smooth, beautiful complexion after you do exfoliate. So don't even think about stealing it. I literally can see his eyes like he's going to use it tonight. Yeah. I, oh, you should. Yeah, You'll love it. Men, men love it. Yeah. And you put it in your shower. So that's what I love, too. I like easy things. I'm not I'm not a girl that does a lot of steps. Um, and so for me, I just put it in my shower. I do it twice a week. Um, and I just, I did it this morning too, cause I knew I was, um, I have a lot of things going on today, but I scrub around, I leave it on for two minutes and I shave my legs while I'm doing it, you know, do my, my hair conditioner, rinse it. And then when I get out is when I really do the hydration step. So then I use a serum. Um, and one of our serums is called Dermal Quench, and it's it's the smallest molecule of um, hyaluronic acid in our bodies. Um, they actually make hyaluronic acid, and so if you look at a baby's skin and younger skin, I love a baby's skin. I know, Ugh. and you know all their chemistry is at the top, right? And as we age, we lose that chemistry. So you want to put that chemistry back into the skin. And, and one of the top ingredients is hyaluronic acid. And we have it in a spray form. So we I, I spray that on. And then I do a moisturizer that matches my skin type. Like for me, I'm almost 50. So I, I use things that have a lot of peptides, maybe retinols, vitamin C. Um, but if you're younger... And, you know, you're just starting to see the, the signs of aging, you know, maybe a good moisturizer with lots of antioxidants. If you have oily skin, you want to go with oil free because you have enough oils. You don't need to add more oils. So your moisturizer is really about you where um, so your steps are steam, exfoliate, hydrate and then moisturize to seal everything in. And then every day, every day. Okay. What is some of the worst advice you hear when it comes to skin? You know, I am this, and this is something that um, I kind of, if I don't see results in my clinic, I don't, I don't do it. You know, so back in the day, um, there's something called microdermabrasion, and microderm. Um, I was in when I first started with that prominent doctor. We, we were kind of the first to get certain machines because we we did everybody um, around the world and they wanted us to promote their product. And so we brought it in and I watched this machine break capillaries. I watched it, you know, change pigmentation. And so I was like, this is something I'm not bringing in. And there was a time when people were, would call and say, hey, you know, do you do derma microdermabrasion? And I'm like, no. And people would hang up. And I'm like, I'm not doing a treatment just because, you know, the industry wants it because I watched what it did. And so that's something I'm not a big fan of microdermabrasion. Um, I'm not a big fan of um, overstimulating the skin. So too much on the skin. Like there's a lot of these lines that say, you know, use you know, seven to 12 different products. And if you're sensitive, especially like me, like that's just going to overstimulate your skin. And the other big thing um, for my clients is if they have combination skin, which most of them do, where they're breaking out on their chin, 
Um, they may feel oily in their T-zone, but yet they have dry skin and they may be sensitive, which, you know, that's a combination of skin I see a lot. I really tailor their products for their where they're breaking out. So if you are acne prone on the chin, only use acne products on the chin. Like don't put your acne products, you know, where you're not having breakout. And especially for men too, because men are like, they don't have, they don't do a lot of steps. So if a, if, if a male is, is breaking out, I really have to teach them like, you don't just slap it on everywhere because that acne product will over dry you out and then age, age you more. So only put the products where you need it. You know, so if you're if you're starting to see fine lines and wrinkles, you want to use a great eye cream. Um, if you're breaking out, just use it on the jawline where you're breaking out. So those are some of the tips, um, you know, that I tell my clients, you know, really focus on. So let's just say you're a male and you recently started working out again and your testosterone is coming out on your skin, yeah. like maybe on the T-zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? I don't know if there's, I mean, I don't know what to do about that. When you start to like, when I get testosterone, yeah. then I start to break out a little bit more yeah. when I'm working out. You know, I have, I have a teenage son who's 16 and he's going through pretty, pretty bout of acne. And, yeah. um, it's hard too because he goes to school and he has breakout. And, um, you know, for me, a lot of parents put their kids on Accutane and read what possibly can happen with Accutane. And I know it's helped a lot of people, but I don't know, that's my baby and I'm not gonna put him on that. So, and I, it's it's a stage, right? He he's His skin is gonna clear. And so what we've done is we've put him on actual Retin-A. And Retin-A has changed his world. Like he is probably like, I'd say 80% clear now. And it takes a minute, okay? So so what retinols and Retin-A does is it dries you out a little bit. And so you may get a little um, flaky, a little red from it for the first maybe four weeks, but then your skin becomes acclimated to it, but it will start to dry those pimples. And then you can also use spot treatments. So um, we have something called Eradicate and it's sulfur and it, it has a clay in it. And so sulfur, what I love about this is you like dot it on and you have pink dots um, all over your face when you go to bed. And it's so funny because I, I have only boys at home and they'll have pink dots everywhere and they're totally fine with it. <laughs> but it does, it just dries it up. And so just spot treating, um, you know, I, I try and tell my clients, I, I do everything that I can to keep them off drugs. Um, as far as like antibiotics, because this is gonna, this is going to have effect in my belief later on in your life. And acne can be to me is, is, you know, you have it moments and we, we've had people that have severe, severe acne. And, um, you know, what we do for them is we put them on the lights. Remember you, you had mentioned we do love the lights, the lights. Oh. So um, those of you that know about lights and then those of you that don't, but there's something called LED lights. And I actually have been doing them for about 15 years in my clinic. And it really changed my clinic where I could say to somebody with cystic acne, like horrible acne, 
Um, I could probably get you 70, 80% clear with just facials and product. But now that I've added in the lights, I, I literally can get them like clear. And what's so awesome about the lights, um, so you do a blue and red light um, for acne and the blue eradicates the bacteria and then the red stimulates the collagen and it helps with healing. She put me under the red light. The red is my favorite. Oh my God. I can't believe how different my pigmentation yeah. looked up. Yeah. That. My it's, sun mustache was like, like not very bad. It's, it's seriously one of my, again, one of my favorite treatments and it's gentle um, and it's so effective. But, but the thing is, there's a lot of lights out there that aren't strong enough. So if you're looking for some, you know, if you go to, to an esthetician or you go to a doctor's office, make sure you're getting the one that's strong. And there's a lot of at-home ones out there that that I don't feel are um, effective enough because it doesn't have the power that, that we do in the clinic. So, but LED lights changed my clinic and changes acne. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to get on retinol and you also need to do the lights, but don't be crusting in my bed. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot to do. I wanted to I wanted to just kind of switch gears a little mm -hmm. bit and at, and there's a lot of influencers and bloggers and, yeah. and writers that are that are listening to this show sure. that go back and forth and say, should I create a brand name or should I use my personal name? You went with your personal name. I did. And what? I have a lot to say about this. That's I want. That's what I want to ask you. How? What were the limitations, if any, there are. scaling a personal brand to be a global brand well, using your name as opposed to, you know, calling it like a Coca-Cola okay. or, or whatever? So, okay, this is controversial. Sure. Um, like controversy. We love it. Yeah. So... <laughs> My, I called it my name, honestly, because I loved um, my last name is Somerville and I married into that name and I feel like it's just special and that's why I called it Kate Somerville. I swear it wasn't for any other reason that I thought it was just beautiful. Um, it is a really beautiful name. It is. But now that I've gone through what I've gone through, so if you name a brand your your name you will be tied to it for, for, for forever, forever. Yeah. okay? And if you're not tied to it forever, the brand, in my opinion, will probably suffer. So the positive part of that is that if you bring on partners, um, for them to get rid of you is, is much harder. And, and I have to tell you, I have friends, really good friends that have had tremendous success um, in the beauty industry and they didn't name it their name and it was easy for them to get partners and sell it because they knew they didn't need that person anymore and that person had to be okay with letting go. Um, so it's the hard part is is when you want to kind of pull back from things, it's hard to pull back, you know um, And so you have to do it in a way that, because where you want to go right now in 10 years, you may not be wanting to do the same things, um, but you're going to be required to be more involved. And so that part you have to manage. Um, the other thing is I had people come into my brand, um, financial partners that said, we don't like you anymore. We're going to fire you. And I'm like, okay, do it then. Good luck doing Kate Somerville without Kate Somerville. And, um, and so, um, 
they didn't because they realized if I wasn't there, it was going to fail. And so it saved my, you know, ASS. You say ass. <laughs> yeah, ass. Um, so many times um, because to grow, you know, I had to raise money. I literally started this business with $500. I mean, my husband and I, like like you guys, we were we were a team and um, we had zero money to start this. So we had to build um, through getting raising money. And so um, when money people come in, you know, a lot of things change. And so it really saved my job, I have to say, and saved saved the baby. But then again, you know, when I wanted to kind of regress from like maybe going to QVC, they were like, we don't want we don't want somebody that's not Kate Somerville. So that was a really hard thing to manage. Um, so there's there's like dark and light. With so looking it. back, would you have done it any differently or you kept it the same? Um, I don't, I can't answer that because, um, there's, there's days where I'm like, why the hell didn't I call this? Like, you know, whatever. Um, and then there's days that I'm like, thank God I called it this because I would be gone and I, 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 I would be gone. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. I'd have to figure out plan B. So let me reframe the question then. If there's a young person out there and they're Mm -hmm. getting ready to start a brand, what advice would you give them? Create a brand that's their name or something different and also you know you have to have a unique it's situational name, like i feel like. it is it's situational you can't be like you know it's, jeff brown yeah right? or maybe you could but you maybe could, it could yeah. be jeff brown michael yeah. you, yeah. so if you were if you were giving that young person advice would you say yeah. hey start a brand using your name or would you say maybe try it doing a different way and knowing what you know now with the tools that we have at our disposal now um if i were to do it over again um I have to say what I've been through, I I would name it my name. Um but it's where I came, what I had to do. You know, what I what what my situation was. If I had a partner that had good funding behind me and I trusted them and we were hand in hand, I would probably call it something else. Um because it's easier to sell. Um, because you, you know, if that's where you want to go and you don't know that, like, like when I first started, I was like, I'm never going to sell this, you know? And, and as things got bigger, you know, I needed to grow. So, um, I needed bigger partners because it was bigger than me. It got bigger than me. And so, um, that's what I would say, like, and also knowing what your end game is. Like for me, I was like, I want to. I this like this is part of me, you know. I I want this to be part of me. Um, if you have another goal, you know, like okay, I want to build this and then sell it, then I would call it something else. So, what did the transition look like from you being an esthetician to you launching product? Because for me, you know, you get uncomfortable with change sometime in your business. Like you said, it gets yeah. bigger than you. How do you kind of do that transition in an eloquent way? Well, for me, it was my tools. It's like I like if you're a carpenter, you need you need like hammers. And and so for me, my products were my tools because I wasn't finding that like each product that I was using that wasn't mine. I was like, God, I wish this had a little bit more of glycolic. And I, you know, so for me, it was like a need and it was a passion. 
And I think if you do anything, like you have to be invested in it. It has to be authentic. Like some people aren't like that. I'm personally like that. Like if I don't believe in it, I I don't, I can't sell it. Oh, you're you're talking. Ask my husband about that. (laughs) I'm the same way. Yeah. The gem in there is that you were satisfying a need that you actually had. Yeah. Right. So when you did that, that's how how you're able to scale the business because it was needed in the market. Yeah. And so like if for you, if it's fashion and you know, you're into fashion, like go into fashion. If you know, if it's design, like the the funny thing is, is design is first for me. Like I, I, I feel like I almost started skincare so I could design like certain spaces that I was in. Um, and so um, that's something I'm going to look into, like for my next step is some design ideas. But but honestly, you have to be authentic in what what you love and um then you have to go for it because if you put your name on something that you don't really believe in like i don't know like can it go well yeah but does it feel good no is there longevity probably yeah yeah so we kind of talked about mistakes but i wanted to talk kind of get more into it what are some mistakes along the way that at the time felt super devastating but actually turned out to be good good so many i yeah well i feel like every mistake or every negative is really a positive It, it either shifts you into a different direction or you weren't supposed to be there um so for me i'm just telling you you know, because I didn't come from business. Um, I'm, I'm a healer, I'm an esthetician. And so what I learned in the beginning of stages of my company, it was, it was, it had too much success. So meaning that, that I didn't know how to manage a cash flow. Okay. So have you ever heard of like when Oprah says something, you know, especially back in when her show was so big and a company had too much success and they went under yeah, and you're like, it happens all the time. I don't get it. I, I would, I was like, I don't get that. Like, what do you mean? It went under because it was too much success. So what happens is, is you don't have enough money for the onslaught of, um, having to produce products to, to, to have enough money to pay your people and so what happened with me is QVC was becoming really successful and they wanted more and more and more. And so I would try and build and build and build and and we became cash and we we were in a part two where it was the recession. So like banks were not loaning even though you're super successful. So and you couldn't get up the upfront financing to, to yeah, purchase the product. Exactly. And so we got into a point where like, like we needed money, but nobody was loaning money and I needed to pay my people. So managing a cash flow is something that if you're running a business, you need to understand. And if you get too big, um, and then you know, you can't like you have to grow organically and you have to manage that cash flow um even though if like awesome things are coming at you and you're like but we have to do this and sometimes you're gonna have to say no to really awesome things um so i would say that would be probably my biggest um you know problem early on and then um you know managing people that for me was the hardest thing because I'm a healer. I'm an esthetician. I want to save the world. Like I just, that's who I am. 
But when you're a boss, you have to be a boss and you can't be a friend. I mean, you can be a friend and a good person, but you have to hold the line. And that was really hard for me. And so for me, I had to learn how to delegate um, those things out. And and then when I when I put that person in charge, um, you have to trust that person and then you have to let them do their job. And that's another thing. You can't micromanage or control every aspect of the business. <laughs> Michael's smiling at me. I'm going to keep you around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to to grow. You have to. How did you learn to delegate so well? <clears throat> you just do it. I read books and um, I knew that if I wanted to get it bigger, I had to I had to find the right people. And I believe in the universe. So I swear I would be like, I need a CFO. And then like all of a sudden, you know, I'd be having coffee with somebody and you know, a CFO would literally be introduced to the table. And I'm like, what? And so I'm like, oh, hey, I need a CFO. And then if it wasn't that person, then they knew somebody else. And so you have to have the guts to know, okay, that's a sign. There it is. Take that sign and run with it. Right? Great advice. So I kind of want to talk about something. I'm going to do a little plot twist here. Shaving your face as a woman. Yeah. I am a huge fan of shaving I, my I, face. Me too. I, I, I know you. I've heard you yeah. on the Lady Game. You said you loved yeah. it too. I love, love it. shaving my yeah. face. Can you explain to everyone as a woman yes. why you think it's so beneficial to shave your face? So my first, when I started Kate Somerville, and well, even before Kate Somerville, when I was learning, part of what one of my treatments was, was micro um, my, microdermablation. Okay, or microdermaplaning. Okay, so what it, dermaplaning was, it was a scalpel that I would actually take the skin and stretch the skin and I would shave the face basically and like tons of dead skin comes off. And so, and the hair, which was a good thing, you know? And so I early on adopted that early, early on, like literally 20 years ago. And so, um, over the years, we don't do as much dermaplaning because <clears throat> number one, you know, you can nick yourself. It's 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 a little scary. A lot of people places do it here still in town and we still do it at the clinic, but rarely. But I started using the Mach 3 razor like my husband's because it was it was literally in the shower. And good idea. I love that razor. Um, <laughs> it's such a good razor. And I just put my own cleanser on and I do it maybe once or twice a week. Number one, it takes off the hair, um, which I don't have a lot of hair personally. But um, the other thing it does is exfoliates and your makeup goes on beautiful. Um, and so, you know, I just do it in the shower. I'm really good at it now. And it I don't prefer waxing. Um you can see my skin. I have a lot of dark, I, I have dark skin. And so for waxing for me, it pigments me. Totally. I get the same thing. Waxing yeah. brings out the pigmentation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's an injury. You're pulling the skin. And so, um, shaving for me was great and it exfoliated. So I got everything. And just that one, that one treatment really is just shaving. And, and if you look at men's skin too. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't shave, want to generalize, but you know, yeah. a lot of men don't have as many issues. because Yeah, they're shaving, they're yeah. exfoliating. 
Well, yeah. you have testosterone. That's a, that's a different maybe <laughs> issue. This is probably better that I have it than I don't. Yeah. What are some morning routines that you do to help you kind of conquer the day? Okay. So for me, like um, for skin, it could be for skin, but it could just be things that set you up for success for the day. Okay. So this is something new I'm doing. Um, <clears throat> so um, I, I go to a therapist. Um, she just helps me with everything. Um, I don't know. I, I love therapists. <laughs> it's a good mind. Yeah, up. It, it, it does. But she teaches me tools. Right. And one of the tools she taught me recently is um, right as I wake up, I do this short little meditation and and I say, thank you, God, for letting me be me and mean me and you live in me. And no matter what I do today, no matter who I am, no matter what is going on in my life, um, you have given me life. And and no matter what, I'm accepted and I'm enough and I'm whole. And it's so crazy what that has done for me personally. It's just given me more freedom to just be who I am, whether I stay in my pajamas all day and I don't beat myself up as much. It's like, no, like just being on earth is okay no matter what you do you know and so that has given me a little bit more freedom and i know that sounds so corny but for me it, it's it really set my day up where i don't know there's just more freedom for my day so that's kind of a spiritual thing that i do <clears throat> excuse me um skincare wise um, again, I'm a bit, I, I steam every morning. Um, I only exfoliate maybe three times a week. So if it's an exfoliation day, I do my exfoliate. And then, um, I kind of look at my skin. So I have an arsenal. I call it an arsenal of skincare products. I would love to see your bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. it's incredible. Well, it's just, I, I have the tools like if I've been traveling a lot um, and I just feel like my skin isn't looking great, I'll use like a, a full vitamin serum on my skin to just give me like that boost of, you know, vitamins. Or if I feel really dry, I'll use an oil with my moisturizer. Um, so I kind of have an arsenal of products that I use um, on a daily basis that may I may not use the next day, right? So so I don't use like a regimen exactly like, you know, like cleanser, toner, you know, serum, moisturizer. You know, I, I kind of look at my skin and get to know my skin and my product that I'm using and use it for that day. So that's something unique. And then I try and do some kind of exercise. Like this morning, I didn't have much time, but I got on my elliptical and I love the Today Show. And so I have this new regimen with that. So I got on my elliptical and I was watching the Today Show and I do this one workout where a guy is on the elliptical and he does like like maybe five minutes of regular and then for two minutes you go hard. And so I wanted to watch the Today Show. Um, so now what I'm doing is I'm doing two commercials and I go really hard or no, four commercials, because I figure four commercials is, is two minutes. And so when the commercials came on, I'd do really, really, really hard. And then then after the fourth one, then I would do normal. And I like so it. I don't know, I'm just trying to, <clears throat> for me too, I hit a certain age, I'm going through menopause. So 
like my weight has definitely gone up. So I'm trying to work on that. And I, I do that at home. I'm not a class person. I like to, I like to do my workout, um, by myself. So I'm trying to motivate myself in weird ways. <laughs> no, I like that. That's great. Yeah. What's a book, resource, podcast, whatever that you could recommend to the audience that's really changed your life? Oh my God. So many. Um, well, I come from a family of alcoholics. So my story, my mom was an alcoholic. She actually died homeless. And so it really took her down and it took her down when I, she left when I was nine. And, um, so for me, I literally, um, I grew up at 15. I left home. Like I literally have been on my own since I was 15. So for me, there's a book called codependent no more and it's by Melody Beattie. Um, she, that book saved my life. It was like somebody wrote words of the feelings that I had that I couldn't articulate. And I thought I was the only one. And so when I read that book, I was like, oh my God, there's others. And so that drove me to Al-Anon. And for me, I go to Al-Anon, um, just for, for me to have tools. Um, so that, that's kind of my story. Um, the alchemist is literally like, I have a stack of books that I, um, wrote to my son and I'm like, these are the books that, that I, I don't know when in your life you'll get to because each book came to me at a certain time. And the alchemist for me was that book of like, don't do the mundane, right? Like, like you may be in a moment in your life where you're doing a job that doesn't satisfy you. Um, I don't want to give away the book, but, uh, um, right, well, it's pa Paolo. Uh, <clears throat> what's, what's the last name? It starts with C. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know I, I'm sorry. Well, like, I'll leave it in that. the show notes. I know which, I know yeah. Which yeah. But the book basically teaches you through this character that he wrote that you, you go for the dream that's inside of you. And so, that one even makes me emotional because it, it it just transformed my life. But I've heard that from so many people about it's that book. Such a good book. There's um, a book I think you'll like. Then called it's called How to Get Filthy Rich in Rising Asia. Have you heard of it? No. It's a it sounds Huge reader. it sounds crazier than it is, no, but it's yeah. it's about a guy from from basically India and he starts nothing and starts yeah. selling water to everybody and yeah. rises and rises. But it's very much like that book. I, I think you'd like it. I, okay, I'm gonna get that book. Um, that's the other thing too, because it's national, it's International Women's Day, and it's funny because I'm kind of controversial on this. Like, I grew up with my dad, um, you know, main, mainly my dad, and he he always just taught me because he's such a man's man, and he, um, he, but he had a daughter, and he was like, you can do anything, like anything you want, and <clears throat> I know, like in Hollywood, there's this whole like horrible um thing going on with sexual harassment and i have to say i i literally don't think i've ever worked in a doctor's office that i didn't have to deal with that but it was something that like i was like i didn't put myself in bad situations either like i literally and 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 listen there's bad stories where women can't help it but um I just say to you, like, you can do anything you want as as a woman in this country. <laughs> so I'm going to say in this country, you can be whoever you want to be. 
if you just believe and just keep going. And if you hit something that's a roadblock, go around it. Like, don't let it affect you where you become a victim. You know what I mean? Like, like as soon as I was in certain situations, I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to be here for very long. I'm going to take what I want from this and I'm going to go around it and nobody's going to stop me. Like, and I didn't want to waste time too, personally on like sexual harassment case. Like, I don't know. I don't want to worry about the past or that, that particular thing, you know, I, and, and listen, there's other women that they deserve what they like to hold people accountable. But for me, I was like, I don't want to waste my time on that because I have somewhere to get to. So you can be whoever you want to be in this country as a woman. And um, you just have to believe, you know, I, I saw uh, she's I think she's a colonel and she she got all these awards and and medals and she's like I don't even like people are talking to me about being a woman in the first and she's like I don't even look at it that way because my dad told me I could do anything I wanted to do and I just did it there's that there's a thing that Lauren tells me but that she learned from Tony Robbins and it's basically the example he uses is there's the two brothers that grew up in an abusive household one Mm -hmm. of them grows up to be extremely successful the other one grows up to be extremely unsuccessful Yeah. yeah and they ask them the question of what made them you know who they are and both of their answers are the same. They say because of their upbringing. Yeah. Right. So it's just like the, the way, and I don't want to yeah. get, I don't want to get too into the, into no, the you literally no, I just, steal my stories. You stole it from Tony Robbins, but I, I get <laughs> oh you. Oh But it's interesting when you, it's, it's all about perception and how, you, and how you decide to look at things. Well, that's like such a good note to end on. You can be whatever you want to be. Happy yeah. national, international women's day. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Where can everyone find you? So obviously katesomerville.com, um, Instagram, that, that, you know, katesomerville.com. I love it. Oh, we're at the clinic. Okay. Oh, the clinic. Yeah, I'll the be clinic. there. I'll be living there. I'm camping yeah. out out front by yeah. the fireplace. I, need to come, I want to come check out the place just to see. <laughs> he just, to oh, yeah. it's beautiful. He loves skin. And, and 30% of our clientele are men. Oh. Ah. I said, uh, I was talking to your team earlier and I was, uh, if I'm told what to do and I'm shown, then I'll yeah, do it. I perhaps just, they can fix acne from testosterone. Oh my yeah. God. You, you do not have a lot of acne. I just, I just like to fuck <laughs> like, with it. I think totally. I got like one, one camera. I know he has one pimple. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Guys, before you take off, do you want a short email from me? Tipsy Thursday is a quick email with lots of value that includes five tips straight from me, my favorite song of the week, show, book, wellness tip, random tricks, and obviously lots of easy beauty hacks. It's super short to the point, kind of like a TSC aperitif for you. To check it out, go to theskinnyconfidential.com and click Lauren Everett's and then subscribe. Just drop in your email and you will get the next one. Secondly, to win a TSC pop socket, tell me your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram. And lastly, as always, if you rate and review the podcast, screenshot it, send it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com, and we will send you my five secret top beauty hacks straight to your inbox. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. We adore you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Hum Nutrition. So this is an all-natural line of supplements, powders, and gummies that are backed by clinical results, sustainably sourced, non-GMO, and free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, 
and preservatives. Insane. Hum's mission is to turn the beauty routine inside out and have inner health as the starting point of every beauty self-care routine with a focus on prevention and long-term care, not just damage control and covering up. I personally am all about preventative measures, so I love Hum's focus. I love their D3. You have to check it out. They also have a glowing skin supplement, daily cleanse, and even runway ready packets to throw in your smoothie. Get your personal product recommendations at humnutrition.com and take 20% off your first purchase when you enter the code TSC20 at checkout. This episode was brought to you by Tax Act. It's tax season, but that doesn't mean you need to be stressed out and overwhelmed. If you're smart and use the right tools, you can actually take advantage of tax season. So use this year to start taking advantage of your credits and deductions. Don't just file a bare bones return. Use Tax Act to help you figure it out and save you some money. With Tax Act, you don't have to worry about errors and audits because they have an accuracy guarantee. So if you're a new content creator, blogger, writer, photographer, or an employee looking to take as much of an advantage as you can to maximize your deductions for the best tax outcome, try Tax Act. Go to www.taxact.com forward slash self dash employment.